Welcome back to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're going to hit you with our WWE Payback preview and predictions. Uh, It's coming up this Sunday live on the WWE Network. Uh, This is Aaron coming off the heels of Raw and on the heels soon of NXT. We get to see that that title switch between Samoa Joe and Finn Balor tonight, Wednesday, as we record this. And I'm joined by uh, one of the guys of our crew, one of the best, in my opinion, Mr. Sidney Salas. Hey, what's going on? Speaking of heel, I'm just reading how John Cena's finally going to turn heel after his injury, huh? H-E-A-L, from what I understand, exactly. yeah. Exactly. So, we before we even start the preview, um, we are coming off the heels of the lowest rated Raw of the year. I don't know if you read oh, that wow. today. No, I did not. I thought it was a decent episode, and I think maybe it was, we've almost been conditioned to where once the card's set and the feuds have been built... There's not much of consequence that occurs on the the go home raw. You know, even the mania go home raw was very inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that explains it because I actually think they've developed you know pretty nice little card here. Um, we threw it out to you, the the listeners, the followers on Twitter today. We asked which payback match you're most anticipating, and believe it or not, I thought AJ and Roman would have been a, like a runaway. And that's not the case. KO versus Sami Zayn, a match we've actually seen many times, got fifty yeah. percent of the vote. Why? Can you explain that, or do you think this is an anomaly with our listeners? I, I think it has to do with two things. One thing, literally, anytime KO and Sami Zayn touch, they never get in a bad match, and and I think that's why people want to see it. What type of good match are they going to have? But once again, when you see something for so long. You can't expect to see anything new come out. And I think the second thing, even though the card is a nice card when you think about what wrestlers is fighting what wrestlers, the bad thing about this this Raw leading into this payback is the storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to now. And I think part of that is a lot of WWE's fault, you know, and, and creative. And, of course, injuries hurt, have been hurting them. But when you think about how Shane has been running Monday Night Raw ever since WrestleMania, which that was probably a, a stipulation in his Mania match, is like, what makes sense? And you know, Triple H has his rematch clause and he hasn't been seen yet. That still doesn't make sense. So I, I think even though, like you said, the cards, it, it looks good if you see, oh, this person's fighting this person, I may want to see that. But when you think of storyline purposes, I'm not surprised why Raw was so... Uh, lowly watched uh, Monday night. Yeah, no, that's that's a really great point. Yeah, there's been a lot of um, like errors, I guess, in the storytelling process, if you will. And um, mm-hmm. despite that, they are doing a lot really well. Um, I, I agree with you that KO and Sami Zayn are going to have an awesome match. They they always do. Um, AJ and Roman is what I want to lead with because I think that's the most exciting match on the show in terms of story it's it's been the the best told story leading into this on wwe 
And I think um, muddying the waters of what's going to happen, you know, with the, I'm not even going to call them the Bullet Club. I'm just going to call them Gallows and Anderson because we don't know what they are yet. And that's part of the, the intrigue have interfered and beaten down on Roman a number of times, even though AJ says, I'm not telling him to do it. I don't want him to do it. Um, but you saw on Raw, they came out and did it, tried to do it again. And then AJ came out and tried, you know, called them off to show, hey, I'm not the one doing this. I don't want them to do it. And then Roman takes out AJ, or tried to rather. I think the show, correct me if I'm wrong, ended with AJ doing the phenomenal forearm to end Raw. Yep. So, so I went through my head here, and you can tell me if there's any other outcomes that I'm missing. So, so here's where we can do – like if it was just straight up AJ and Roman, you kind of figure that Roman, he's the guy, and that, I'm not quoting mm-hmm. him. I'm just – that's who WWE wants to go with. You would think he's going to go over AJ. But – so I guess that's one, that's one outcome. Here's some other outcomes. It's revealed that Anderson and Gallows have been in cahoots with AJ all along. And they cost Roman the title mm-hmm. and align themselves with AJ formally. Another option is that they interfere and they are not successful and Roman still wins, which I think would make the Chicago audience, which I unfortunately will not be a part of this weekend. Um, oh, I forgot it was in Chicago. It's too. in Chicago, wow. but like you know, like I said on a recent episode, we just went to three shows in Dallas. I'm not going to yeah. be able to swing it. Um, Plus, I don't think the show is going to be as good as like Takeover, and it's like I just saw Takeover in Dallas. Why? Right. Why pay more money to go do this? But anyways, right. Um, so that's an option. Another option is that uh, Anderson and Gallows, who feel jaded by AJ not fully accepting their support as their brother from Japan, align with Finn Balor who could debut mm-hmm. on the main roster and form the Balor Club and go after both AJ and Roman and wreak havoc. This is another option, a little out of character for Finn Balor, the character as he exists on NXT, but could happen. Um, mm-hmm. what, what other things could happen that I haven't said? Like, is there any other, you know, options, fantasy booking-wise, that, that they could go here? It's very intriguing. There's an option. Oh, D-Wayne, I didn't even know you, were, you would join the chat. Hi, D-Wayne. Hello. Um, what's another option, D Wayne? Have uh, Gallows and Anderson turn on AJ and allow Roman. You know what? I was going to wait and throw that out there. I, I actually kind of forgot. And isn't that kind of the obvious way they could go here in a way? Like they, they try to, you know, steer us left only to steer us right with the heel turn by Roman. Well, I guess. Do you hope that happens, D Wayne, as a as a big podcast supporter of one Roman Reigns? It would be perfect because you generate you finally complete his heel turn, which everybody wants. Um, do you think everyone wants to boo Gallows and Anderson though? They have really cool entrance music, by the way. I just like to say that they do. They do. I mean, I don't think people actually. You know what? I don't think people would boot them, boot them as much as you think they will. I think that well, actually, you'll probably start hearing some more cheers because finally we get what we want with Roman. And the thing is, I think that could be a great, a great little faction if done right. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not because. I guess he's back to his all versus one now, so I don't know. He's been saying that a lot. Honestly, 
Well, just to interject real quick, and then we haven't even discussed yeah, yeah. the Usos, who made mention on Raw that you know sometimes you got to rely on family, and like clearly it's a three-on-one battle, seemingly in Roman's eyes and the Usos' eyes. So you could almost see him aligning with the Usos at the same token and have some sort of three-on-three warfare next month for fallout of this if everybody stays aligned with who they're with now. That's an option too, but sorry, Celis, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no problem. I didn't even mean to interject, but here's another thing that I was thinking about too. This might actually take AJ out the title picture hunt because if you do have, let's say, Gallows and Anderson, you know, cost him the match, and which kind of leads to bringing Finn Balor up. Now you have a few with you have Finn Balor and the Balor Club versus AJ Styles, which is like a way to twist up and have a three-man group since the Wyatt family's hurt mm-hmm. and let the three-man group be focused as Finn Balor, Gallows, and Anderson. And that way you have Balor versus AJ Styles for like throughout the summer. And then you have somebody else go against Roman. That could be a lot, of, have, a lot of fun, actually. Right. So you might have Dean be somebody, let's say he beats Chris Jericho, says, hey, I know you're my bro, but I want that title. And then you have Dean versus Roman come in. And that way you have Dean Roman, you might lead that into Seth returning and have a shield match maybe towards SummerSlam. So wow. that way, even though AJ's in this title picture right now, I think this is really going to gear toward him getting out of the title picture by Roman going over, letting Balor be versus AJ Styles, and Balor, you know, being the Balor Club, say, hey, come on, we used to be the Bullet Club. Now you don't want to join us? We're the Balor Club now. Something like that, I think, could transpire. You know what? I like it. I just don't see it happening because there's so much speculation now that he has lost the the title at NXT. There's so much speculation. Oh, Finn Balor this, Finn Balor that. And I just think they're not going to pull the trigger right now. They might not. I mean, not not right now, but I I love his fantasy booking, and that would be a SummerSlam-worthy main event if you led to that Shield triple threat because everything I've read suggests Seth Rollins will be back well before SummerSlam. I mean, we're even going to get Cena back in just a couple weeks in Memorial Day Raw, so something to look forward to there too. And yes, I am looking forward to John Cena being back on Raw for sure. I am too, but... Let's let's go back to Seth Rollins because obviously I feel while we so badly want to see that shield children match, I don't think it's gonna happen SummerSlam. I think you'll see a Seth Rollins versus Triple H match before anything. Well, no, I and, and you know that's there's definitely a place for. It. I guess I just more liked his fantasy booking in terms of getting there at some point, and mm-hmm. I, I I would even like to throw this out there. Well, let's let me put in a. We said to, to the Twitter followers, we put some of their comments in. Um, at ng wade underscore, he said that AJ getting a title match is a bit premature, but this is the only one out of the four we out of the four that I put on the poll that we haven't seen yet, and he says it should be fun. Right. Um, and I agree, it will be a fun match. Um, but I think the the biggest match you could do with Roman Reigns, given the cards that they have to work with, considering the injuries is Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns. And I almost wish Dean would have called him out the night after Mania and set that up first, as fun as this AJ Styles-Roman Reigns thing has been. Right. Because I, I think it's more believable that Dean could potentially beat Roman than an AJ Styles. I just don't see that happening right now because I agree with what was said on Twitter that it, it's a little premature for AJ, especially considering he just lost at Mania, which I thought was a travesty. Mm-hmm. 
So, but, I mean, so, so did Dean Ambrose. And Dean Ambrose, as much as we like him, the way he's been booked is just, he has to beat Chris Jericho and he has to beat him cleanly without a doubt. And that's the issue that I'm having, mm-hmm. that they might not, they might not have him beat him as clean as we want him to. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess one thing I can say then to kind of sum this all up is that because we need to move on to other matches. Um, this is a very interesting story they're telling. Gallows and Anderson increase the intrigue factor a thousandfold, and I cannot. It's the match I'm most looking forward to on Sunday, and the fact that we threw out how many different options that they have. It just makes it a little more unpredictable and a little more interesting for fans. Um, I guess is right. this is this the match you guys are most excited about, or is that just me? Um, it, it's is the most interesting match storyline purposes. I, I have a different match that I'm interested in the most. Are you talking about from personally. a technical standpoint or from a story? From standpoint? a technical standpoint. Okay, yeah. Standpoint, well, I'm just saying line, this is the most. Yeah. Okay, and D Wayne, are you kind of on the same token there? You know what? As much as as much as we hate to say it, Roman Reigns, if you look at the quality of his matches and not just him, he has put on some good matches and he continues to improve. And there's a lot of people out there saying, Oh well his match is boring here because he's 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 selling better. He's performing his moves with, with power better. It's honestly from a technical standpoint this could possibly be your match of the night. I think it will be. I agree with you. And uh, to kind of interject here again, because I want to throw it to the fans, at I follow WWE says, I'm interested in seeing AJ's wrestling style mesh with Roman's explosive style. And I think that's a really great point. You kind of have two different ends of the spectrum here, and seeing them kind of collide I think is going to be great. And I, I think the way the match is going to go is that Roman's going to, kind of play the heel role not be, not that he's gonna be heel it's just that he's going to beat down AJ Styles until you get that heat where AJ makes the comeback and then whatever happens happens but I think that's the way you work the match to get the crowd fully behind an AJ Styles comeback because if you try to do it the opposite way have AJ beat him down and then Roman make the comeback it's just not going to go over well with the live crowd or the audience watching on the network I got you. I understand that. But let's not forget, though. Let's give respect to AJ Styles. This is not his first rodeo. It's his first rodeo in WWE, yes. Mm-hmm. But he's been challenging a lot of people bigger than him, I mean, stronger than him, if you want to put it on a technical aspect. And he's made great matches all through his teenage career. I mean, you even think about some of the matches he had against Abyss when Abyss was in his, like, top-level performance. And AJ put on some great matches with him. AJ can go with anybody in the ring. So I'm not even worried about that. And, and like you said, Dwayne, Roman is getting better in the ring. But Roman is developing the ring just like Batista did. So every time I see Roman, I see Batista. It's That's like a great comparison. Matches. It's not technical matches. He's not going to put a lot of holds on. It's going to be a lot of brutal bumps and, and tosses and slams and stuff like that, which is great. But I still don't think that makes him a great technical wrestler. Even John Cena, as good as he is, he's still not a good technical wrestler if you want to compare him to like Daniel Bryan no but they're all great professional wrestlers and there's a there's a difference there but I I love that comparison and if the trajectory for him is kind of like a Batista especially considering how young he is compared to when Batista started we're in for something great with him because I I think my favorite Batista matches are the one he had with Taker 
at WrestleMania. The one you had with Triple H in the cell following WrestleMania 21. And then maybe my most favorite feud and match was what he did with Cena at WrestleMania 26 and moving forward from there. I went to the Raw, two Raws after that Mania, and he did some fun stuff there. Um, D-Wayne, did you want to add anything else on the Roman Reigns, AJ Styles front before we move on? Well, like I said, I think you could possibly have your match of the night. Um, I think it'll be, like I said, like Seller said, It'd be interesting to see the styles clash, but I'm I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Well, let's um move on to the match you uh, hinted at that you're most excited for, Celis. You know what? I was really impressed, and and I wish they had more time on Raw with the segment between Enzo and Kaz, the Vaude villains, and the New Day, because I think that should be a triple type few and don't leave it against one against the other. And, and I, I think the bald villains should win this match on, on Sunday. And I think they should kind of feud in with the new day, but I think it should involve Enzo and Cass and make it a triple threat. Because if you saw the reactions in the fans, it was like, Oh, let's boo the bald villains. But when they got a chance to speak, it was like, wow, they spoke good. They really are decent on the mic. Nothing too special, but they carried their own. And then when you had Enzo and Cass, it's like, wow, they got a real big pop coming in. And then when the New Day spoke again, they got a real big pop. So if the tag team wants to do something that's next level, make something like a triple threat tag. And I'm not talking about a triple threat tag where you have two teams in at the same time. Let's have one member of each team in at the same time where it's like in order for you to get tagged out, you need to tag your partner out. And anybody at any time can pin out of those three in the ring. I think that would be a great dynamic to expand your tag team because – Think about it. You got the Usos based off the match they had with uh, Gallows and Anderson. That was still a decent match for a Raw. It, was, it went long, and then you can add those elements in the tag team, and you could really have yourself a great tag team division and expand and using all the teams that you have there. I, I agree with what you're saying about the division, and I, I cannot remember if – I don't remember ever seeing a match like you're describing where – Everybody has a member of their team in the ring, and it's like yep. elimination. Maybe if it was elimination style, I could get behind it. But if it was just one fall to a finish, I'm not sure I would care for that because great tag team wrestling is uh, built off a lot of ways. And we saw this at TakeOver with Gable and Jordan versus The Revival. The heels cut off, sure. cut off the ring and build up to yep. that hot tag. So you'd be missing that to an extent. But if it was elimination style, I could, I could really see that. Um let me ask you guys this question, and I don't know if the answer is as, as obvious as some fans might treat it. Who's going to win the number one contendership in this match? I, I really think the Vaude Villains. I do too. It's, it's going to be hard to do a face like that against a face like the New Day. Like two faces combined like that, that's, that's hard. Agreed. That is hard to do. You can't sell a story. Somebody has to be the bad guy in that type of thing when you have two teams so high. So I think the Vaude Villains just have to win now. Enzo and Cass may be getting back in the picture soon, but whenever the New Day drops the title, I think it's going to be the end of the New Day. Mm, that's a bold statement. D-Wayne, do you agree with the Villains for the win, or do you like Enzo and Cass? As much as I like Enzo and Cass, I will have to go with the Villains. I do not just think they're waiting for Enzo and Cass, because I think eventually they want them to be the champions, but I don't think they're ready right now. New Age Outlaws 2.0, man. It's not that I don't think they're ready. I just think it's not time yet. You know, why why bury, and I don't want, I hate using the word bury because it gets overused, but why 
Why put Enzo and Cass over when it's clear that they are the ones most in need of a rub? Enzo and Cass will be just fine if they lose. They're super over. It's not even a question. But the Vaude villains can establish some legitimacy, and you're absolutely right, Silas, in that you need to have kind of with the New Day, it'd be nice to have that heel babyface dynamic. Um, you know, we had some great heels, even though maybe the dynamics weren't there in the WrestleMania match they just had, but this is a really nice breath of fresh air into the tag team division. I'm not sure there's space to bring any more of these NXT teams up. And by that, I mean, you almost would create too big of a chasm in NXT if you brought like the revival up or Gable and Jordan. I'd love to see, um, Blake and Murphy get some more shine down there again, build that division up. But um, I, I I think what we're headed for, if they can stretch it that long, is either that triple threat type thing you're describing or Enzo and Cass versus the New Day at SummerSlam. I think them winning the titles at SummerSlam in Brooklyn, considering they're an, a New York team, that would be a pretty big deal. And then as far as the New Day breaking up, I would almost like to see them become more of a faction where like someone like a Big E goes after singles titles. I think they could hang in the main event. Big e, Big E versus Roman, although like a, maybe a year ago that would sound so weird. Big E and Roman for the title could make some sense if done properly, especially if it was heel, if it was heel Roman with with Gallows and Anderson as the Roman Empire, or the Usos uh, and Samoa Joe as the Samoan Empire. That'd be good, but I'm still on Kofi. I think Kofi is so long overdue. Just one title run. Yeah, I don't care if it's one month, two months. I just think he's overdue for one title run. I think I looked at his uh, championships. He's a four-time Intercontinental Champion, an eight-time Tag Team Champion, uh, what a couple of time U.S. Champion. He's like had every single belt except the World Title, and it's like the Miz. The Miz was the same way. Several uh, U.S. runs, several Intercontinental runs, a tag team champion most of the time. And then he had that World Title one. He just needs one, one title run, just yeah. one. So. Moving on to some of the other matches that our fans talked about, our our boy from Chicago, K underscore gifted. Um, we talk with that guy all the time. He's a great follow on oh, Twitter, yeah. by the way. Um, he says that the match he's most looking forward to, definitely KO Zane. Pretty much the only match that's been built up really well. I respectfully disagree based on the things that we said about the tag stuff just now and about the Roman and AJ and um, Gallows and Anderson thing. But um, we talked a little bit about how good KO versus Zayn will be in terms of technical wrestling. We've seen this feud in the past on NXT, and I know that maybe they can play it out longer than maybe some of us that are longtime NXT viewers would want. Um, I I like Sami Zayn here, guys. I think Sami Zayn needs a big win considering he lost twice in Dallas and he's had so much momentum. Then you send the seething heel Kevin Owens at him in a gimmick match at Extreme Rules. That's what I like to have happen. Yeah, I think Kevin Owens will lose at both matches. Like you said, this match at Payback, and then if they do like an Extreme Rules-type match, you lose at Extreme Rules again, because this is all going to be building up to a frustrated Kevin Owens. And when we get a frustrated Kevin Owens, what do you have? A quote-unquote underdog win at Money in the Bank, and then for Money yep. in the Bank, that's when he'll make his turn. That's so I, see, I see it's a back-to-back losses to Money in the Bank. Couldn't agree more. Uh, D-Wayne, what do you think? Um, I love Sami Zayn, man. I, we all we all love Sami Zayn. I just, you know what? I think it's time to really put him over. And yeah, you're absolutely right. 
and I feel like he's been getting the short end of the stick. I just want him to win this match. I really do. Mm-hmm. And how often can we say, D-Wayne, that there's a baby face that we're all legitimately behind and invested in and want to see him win? How often does that really happen anymore? And that has to happen, honestly, really. Since Daniel maybe Bryan? Dean Ambrose, maybe da- Dean Ambrose a little bit, but mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan definitely. And, and, you, and you look at this card, man. And you have several baby faces that I'm going to legitimately be behind and on the edge of my seat hoping they win. AJ Styles is one. Sami Zayn is another one. And then moving on to the next match we can talk about, which almost a quarter of our our listeners voted for as being the most excited for it, Natty versus Charlotte. I legitimately want to see Natty win this match. And I honestly do believe she'll win this match. And let me tell you why. Because I know you guys say, oh, got to keep it on Charlotte until Sasha takes it. We can get there. We can put it back on Charlotte. Give Natty a run here because, A, she freaking deserves it. B, we've seen these two wrestle four times to my knowledge. Natty may have won the one where Charlotte had like a blip on Raw before she actually properly debuted, but we've seen Charlotte beat her time and time again. We've actually seen an iteration of this match where they had Brett in one corner, Ric Flair in the other corner at the very first TakeOver special. I believe it was the first one. It was one of the first ones. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte won that one too. It just seems like now that the score, or now that the odds have been evened up with Brett being there, it seems like this is the time to put Natty over. And then Charlotte, maybe she has some very entertaining drama with her father. Maybe he costs her the match. But you do get that title back on Charlotte, maybe in a gimmick match at Extreme Rules. And then you start to build towards that Sasha Banks Charlotte encounter, maybe at SummerSlam, maybe sooner. Who knows? Let me ask you a question. What's Brett's status with his cancer? Is it in remission? Is he still is getting treatment? It is in remission as far as I have read, yes. If it's in remission, I don't think Charlotte wins. I mean, excuse me, I don't think uh, 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 Natty wins, excuse me. I, I think don't, Charlotte still wins. I don't think that has anything to do with it, to be honest, but I respect your opinion. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, think the general I, I fan has any opinion. idea about that. Yeah, I, and I don't mean to put it in that type of way, too. But my thing is, if Brett was literally like still in treatment like Craig Sager and not knowing how much time he has left, you could pull that emotional trigger into it to make it really happy for her. And I think we'll get so close in teasing that we think Natty's going to win, but she just won't win. You know so what? I'm going to still stick with Charlotte. It's so funny you bring that up because I was just um, – this is a great watch on the network, the, um, the Triumph and Tragedy of World Class Championship Wrestling. I've been uh, – reading Gary Hart's uh, autobiography, and I've been Uh doing some research into WCCW because we were just in Dallas, you know. And they did this angle where um, it was one of the Von Erich brothers. um, He had passed away. I think it was Uh David. And then and he was the one a lot of people, I think, had kind of projected to be one like a future NWA champion at that time. But they right. did this whole angle where Carrie won the title from Rick at this huge show in Dallas that was in honor of uh, David Von Erich. And, like, it was cool for the live crowd, but, like, ultimately Carrie only held the title for, like, 18 days. And it didn't right. go over well. So, like, I get really cautious about angles like that where you bring something so emotional into it. And plus they, right. haven't, they haven't mentioned Brett's cancer once on TV, which makes me think that's not a factor. Okay. Okay. At least from a storyline purpose, but um, D Wayne, do you do you like Natty or Charlotte here? First of all, I haven't ranked. Let's let's just go on the whole women's division. Um, 
my rant is have you noticed how much time the worst division got the past few weeks nothing no time none we haven't so, seen becky and emma in so forever on raw this so-called revolution has me questioning stuff it's not really building anything i mean you have you have a sitting around natty and charlotte right now but let's let's be real that feud was good seemed for like five minutes in row the other night i heard that they have a really good promo segment on smackdown so i would um Give it a chance on SmackDown. I heard it was a really great segment, and I heard Ric Flair had something he said that's probably going to get cut out of the promo. Um, what what I have a problem with, and maybe you were going to go here too, man, is that look at that that huge match, that huge triple threat women's championship match, the debut of the women's title, and then like you know Becky Lynch has kind of been doing her thing with Emma a little bit, you know, and we've had those those great multi-women tag matches over on Europe, um, specifically the ones where Paige and Natty were together and Paige got that great pop in her home country. But we haven't built anything with Becky and, and Sasha since that match. Like I would almost prefer they did a spinoff thing where Becky and Sasha were feuding. That wouldn't have been hard it, it, to do. It would be good to see it, but I, I mean, I just think, when you want to put Natty, we, I guess out of respect, we got to give Natty her time because after Natty wins, loses, whatever, when this reign is over with this feud, you might not ever see Natty on TV again. And I, once again, I hate to be putting people off on TV like that, but you have too many people coming up from the women's division, like a Becky, like a Emma, like an Eva Maria, if they even go that way, where it's just no room for it. So I think out of respect, they want to give Natty her time because you may not ever see Natty on TV again. Well, so here's my thing. Yeah. I, and here's, here's my idea. And I guess I know this is probably said before. Why not have like an intercontinental title for women where we can, if you want to continue to, to build that women's division, have another belt and have it used as a stepping stone. They have one. It's called the NXT Women's Championship. This, I, and I'm talking about on the main roster. I, I, I understand that, but belts already. That's, what, that's what that NXT Women's Championship functions as right now. So yeah, that's, that's not, tough. Here's, and the, here's the issue with that. While we sit up here and say, yeah, we know, but let's be real. The only belts that really count are the belts that that are seen on the main, main roster. Oh, um, that people got pretty excited about the NXT title change with with Samoa Joe. I know there. people got excited. I'm talking about to the casual wrestling. Can't fans. wait to see that match they tonight. Might, by the way, because they might not see NXT. They should. It's awesome. So, Takeover was great. So my thing is. If you're you're so big on this women's division, why not add another belt? I I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that's how they view it. I know. I mean, since NXT is supposed to be your developmental brand anyway. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm. I I definitely agree with you, and I don't understand why we can't have two women's matches on this card. I'd rather see. Becky and Sasha or Becky and Emma or some other match. You could even do like a, like a, what's it called? An exhibition type of match where it's not really a story, but it would be nice to see Paige get some more shine or several of these divas. Cause like, I'd rather see that than Dolph and Baron Corbin. I'd rather see that than Dean and Jericho as funny as the Ambrose asylum segments have been. I bet you 
bet you that Dolphin Baron Corbin opened the pay per view though. I, I just I just see it coming. I could see them being like a turn down match between two big matches at the same time. I don't don't you think though that the the nicest open that show would be here in Enzo and Cass's music hit and having them cut their little sticky promo to start the show. That's what I would vote for, but you know how WWE always gets with Dolph Ziggler, you know, trying to tease <laughs> he, him to the fans. He was the and, opener. And music. He was the first one that came out at Mania, too, if you go back and watch. That's see? funny you say that. Um, and, and kind of mentioning those undercard matches, I have no interest on this podcast today in discussing Dolph versus Baron or Dean versus Jericho because I think... Well, have- I do have one question about Baron, though. Okay. Are you sold on him being in the main roster with this dude based on his raw promos? Yes. I'm not. I definitely am. And that, now, what he's doing is fine. Who he's doing it to against, Dolph, is I'm not sold because I guarantee you Dolph will win this match. Dolph is gonna is there to put people over and make people look good, and that's... Although, couldn't you just as easily after WrestleMania see Dolph winning... Considering what they did with the New Day and with AJ Styles at WrestleMania, yeah, very true. But um, I I think Baron has to win here. But again, like I said, we just said that about AJ last month, and I see Dean beating I Jericho. Jericho. <laughs> I guess I guess I don't have a, a a concept of what Jericho's role is and how what his run with the company is kind of scheduled out to be. But what the heck are you doing with Dean if he doesn't win th- this match? Oh, Dean's going to win, but you had to give, like I told you before with my prediction, you had to give Chris Jericho his WrestleMania moment. He always put people over. I mean, if you put Fondango over for a mania, he definitely owed himself to have a WrestleMania moment or at least a win. Then, no. then given the next month, he could lose, and then you won't see Jericho for a He got to get punched Jericho by only part-time for, like, seasons. He got to get in there with Mickey Rourke, and he got to resurrect another short run with Ricky Steamboat. He got to main event against Triple H. He got to be in that awesome triple threat with Benoit and Angle. That was Jericho, right? That was in that. And well, he, he got... lose to Fandango. He did lose to Fandango. He got to be no, the first no. Money in the Bank. He's had WrestleMania let's, moments. Uh, let's get this thing right now. Everyone knows that the only reason why Jericho won because they didn't want AJ Styles to win. We know that. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a WWE unwritten rule. You know what it kind of is, though, too? It's like it's almost like reverse booking at this point because you looked at like how much Daniel Bryan lost and how much more the fans got behind him. It's almost like the same thing here where like he loses at WrestleMania in a match. Everyone wanted to see him win it, and now people are super behind him to go against Roman. Right. Even though Roman's supposed to be the top baby face coming out of WrestleMania, but whatever. Um, no, I get, I, get what, I get what you're saying, though, D-Wayne. Um, we we pretty much covered the whole card except for Miz Cesaro, and I want to I want to say Miz and Maurice are like my MVP. They're like magnetic with heat. I love the movie, the cheesy movie line stuff they do. I think Cesaro has been great. I look for Cesaro to lose here because I think he's past the Intercontinental Championship. What's he going to do with it that the Miz isn't already doing great with it right now? The Miz is going to hold that IC title for a long time. Yep. If you look at once again, I'm going to throw a little. Uh, shade to the not shade. Throw a little credit to the Sleg Daddy, uh, who who is always a great listen to. If you look at his YouTube videos and Off the Rope Central, um, he's very R-rated in his his promos and his talking with his shows. But he's very right when it comes to the Miz. He always says the Miz is the best guy that can hold your IC title because the Miz cannot do a bad story, being a perfect heel to any face coming through that title. So I think the Miz 
will probably hold this title all throughout, you know, the summer, getting ready for SummerSlam, and maybe get a moment at SummerSlam being the IC title, then lose to somebody that's up and coming that may be worth taking it, maybe like a Sami Zayn. No, 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 even longer than that, longer than that. I, I think okay. the Honky Tonk Man held it for like a year or whatever. Yeah, he did. Wait until okay, you have so much heat. Well, no, no, hold on. He he could hold it for super long. Heat, 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 heat. Till you're ready to put whoever you want to put over, like they did with the Ultimate Warrior. And how exactly. how effective was that in catapulting his run to the top? It was. Sorry, do you want to, me to cut you off? I just want to get that out there. Let, let's stop this politicalness. Oh boy! Oh boy! Now, let's try it now. You have a point that the Miz might win on Sunday. As much as we want Cesaro to win, and I won't be surprised if Cesaro wins. I just think the Miz is going to win. I'm going to tell you when. There's only one reason, and one reason only he's going to win. Maurice. Well, yeah. The only that's reason. the point. That's, that's, the, that's the only reason. Yeah, it's a but great reason. <laughs> And the thing is, and it, it kind of like, okay, well, you know, they brought her back. I mean, hey, I guess it is what it is. Um, and and it, it, it makes them kind of uh, exciting to see, but very ignored. Very just annoying. Good. Um, it's working. They're heels. Their it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's serving their purpose. But I do not see the Miz holding it past SummerSlam. I do not. Absolutely not. I do. I think. I think. Survivor I think Series. He, I, one of the reasons I think that he's not going to hold it to, until um, after SummerSlam is because I think that right now the reason, one of the reasons why he has it is Maurice, but another reason why he has it is because I feel like there's no one else to put it on right now. And I think by SummerSlam they're going to put it on somebody else. But. How awesome would it be for the Miz to hold it till next WrestleMania, and have and have a hot have a hot baby face go at him for it? Like, tell me that wouldn't be one of the bigger matches on WrestleMania next year. And, and then would. you talk about elevating these mid card titles as opposed to putting your other mid card title on the pre show, which is happening with Kalisto and Ryback, or maybe not. Is that on the card proper? Wikipedia says it's on the proper card, but it, it, I thought it was on the pre show. I thought it was the pre show too. But anyways, that would be a great way to elevate just, it. Yeah, and I, and I see your point. It could, but the thing is, it also, while we could, while we sit up and say it could be all the good, it could be, it could be bad too. It could be, it could be to the point where they try to push the mist down our throat. We just don't care no more. Because the belt, Intercontinental belt has been known to be treated that way. Uh-huh. That, to give it to a person to the point where it's just like, oh, we don't care no more. That's true, but I will say in defense of WWE, I care about the Miz a lot right now. I'm invested. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Um, by the way, speaking of that U.S. title match, I would love for Ryback to win as he should have at WrestleMania. And then John Cena coming back on Memorial Day, I think he takes that title back and we get a bunch of awesome U.S. Open challenges this summer. I will be for that. He never technically got like a fair shake at it because the League of Nations kept cheating him out of it, uh, a fair shot at Del Rio when he had it. Right. So, and then he got hurt, and so I think he has a claim to a shot at it. I mean, he's John Cena; he can do whatever he wants, but yeah. 
So I'm with it. Yeah. Um, we covered the card, you guys. D-Wayne, did you have anything else? You Were you trying to make a point there before we head yes, off? Yes, I, I do have a question. What's up? What do we do with John Cena when he comes back? What I just said. That's what we do. Yeah, the U.S. Open Challenge. I, I would agree with Don't that. Don't even have him touch Roman right match. now. That's a big-time no. match for meant for a big-time show. Maybe WrestleMania Later. next year. I don't want to see Cena take her anymore. I'm done with it. <laughs> no, man. I think... Yeah, I Cena think Roman's going to be down the line. U.S. title. Yeah, there's so many great contenders for Roman that we've already yeah. talked about. You don't even need to do that right now. Plus, no. Rollins is coming back. I think you're going to see Cena Roman... If it doesn't happen next at next WrestleMania, it's gonna happen a year after. Either that, or you know, you maybe you see it at Survivor Series. Like it would be when there's like a lull when football comes back. That's a big time match that you could do if you didn't have plans for Cena in the title picture long term, and it's something you could always come back to. Yeah, I just I just see it, you know. I see it like as a passing of a torch type of match. You know, a lot of those matches happen at WrestleMania. You know what I think a better torch match for Roman would be, though, is Brock has not lost clean. Because I don't count that Taker match because Taker cheated in a way. Hit him in the <coughs> hit him in the ding-ding at the end of the match, whatever. Um, I think when Brock's contract is going to expire at WrestleMania 34... I think you do the passing of the torch in a way there and have a champion Brock job clean to Roman Reigns. Mm. Not that I'm wanting that to happen, but I think if you were going to go there with it, that's the way you go there. That means more than Cena, in my opinion. Yeah, that's interesting right there. And I'll tell you another thing. I loved their match at WrestleMania last year, and I want to see it again on that stage. I wish we could have gotten it this year in a lot of ways. I thought it it was a good well-played match. Mm-hmm. Don't, wouldn't that have been better than the one we got in the main event this year? <laughs> Plus that street yeah, fight? We got, the, we got the one in the main event we got this year because of storyline purposes. Right. I still had fun. I'm not complaining too much. I had a great time at WrestleMania this year. Oh, Tatanka. I'm going to go back. We got to see Tatanka wrestle. That was awesome. Yeah. Um... Well, guys, this was fun. Um, I I think it's safe to say um, my level of excitement is at least an eight out of ten for this show. I'm I'm really looking forward to Sunday. What, out of ten, what is your level of excitement, D Wayne? My level of excitement is probably a seven, and I expect this pay per view to have a grade of a of a B. I think this you're going to get a B pay per view. It's not mainly because of storylines. I think I think there's going to be a lot of solid matches on this card. Yeah, just to throw out one more Twitter uh, comment from our followers, um, Jay Z underscore Flair says, "No doubt for me that Charlotte and Natty will be the match of the night. Both are talented and seasoned, and again, couldn't agree more. There's a lot of great matches on this card. That's among them. Celis, uh, what's your level of excitement? Um, I'm gonna go a little bit low here. I'm oh, come on! I, I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I just can't get too excited when storylines don't make sense, especially to the point where you have and we didn't even say this. It's not even a match on a card, but you're gonna have Vince come out and say why Stephanie or Shane is gonna still continue to Raw. And when storylines don't make sense, I can't get behind it. 
um, until you prove me wrong. So I'm going to go six with the, the possibility of going up to eight as far as being excited. That segment's not shouldn't even be on the pay-per-view. What, you should, what they should do is have Stephanie and Triple H come back and say what they feel should happen and do it on Raw the next night. Give your post pay per view mm-hmm. raw some lift. You don't. This pay per view does not need that story to be played out here. It needs to be played out on raw because that's what it's about. Right. I, yeah. It's just hey, annoying. Question. Yeah. How long do you all think the um, the women's title match is going to be? I would. Minutes? I would like twelve to fifteen, but I th- I agree it'll probably get ten. Some this time it's probably gonna get between seven and eight. I'm ten or less. I, I would say that ten or less. I wouldn't be surprised, man. And it's and that's a shame too because those two can go. I've I've loved yes. every match they've had except for that short one on Raw that they got um, a couple years ago. But no, I I I agree with what you're saying. I think they're gonna give that main event at least twenty to twenty five, especially if um, we get some uh, involvement from Anderson and Gallows and the Usos, like I think we will. Gonna be great. Um, well, that's payback. Um, I attended the first payback when CM Punk made his return after WrestleMania 29. Payback's typically a good show. Didn't you guys go to? Was it payback? You guys went to in Baltimore last year. It was last year. So we've all been to a payback in its short time. Um, I wish I was going to Chicago for the one this year because it's a pretty cool card. But I'm also looking forward to sitting on my couch after a long work week. So um, all's cool there. Um, we'll be back with our review next Wednesday. We always like to do our reviews after Raw has played out too. It's just it makes for better listenership over the week if we can kind of get the whole picture in there. And then um, Sunday we'll talk about some stuff on the three count, whatever's going on in the headlines. Maybe we can talk a little bit of NXT once we see kind of what what happens on NXT tonight. I know there's not going to be like you know Finn Balor coming out cutting a promo about his title loss, but. It'll be cool to see that match tonight as we record this. And, um, yeah, maybe we can talk about some, uh, some, some like network matches that we would recommend to fans because I've been watching a ton of network before bed every night lately. Sounds good. I watch a lot of China. I watched that good housekeeping match that, um, oh, really? two chains talked about on our China tribute episode. That was a lot of fun. Yep. Jeff Jarrett deserves a lot of credit for. How much he got beat on in that match. Underappreciated. <laughs> really. And I have a couple other China matches I've bookmarked on my watch list on the network. And some old Eddie nice. Guerrero matches I'm going to watch too. Um, all right. Well, um, this has been the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you to the fans who voted um, to kind of give us some feedback to help drive this episode. I think we're going to just continue to make that a regular component. So, shouts out to everyone that voted and that commented. And we look forward to interacting with you all soon. Have a great night.